0: Today I am sharing with you my first live coaching call with Sarah. Sarah had recently had a car accident and had really been struggling with some negative thinking around it and also some physical reactions to that which created some panic and anxiety. So in this conversation, we dig a little bit and we work through her thought processes of I'm not good enough and we reframe them. To create new thoughts new sentences for her we also talk about taking the physical responses in her body from the negative place and turning it into a more positive light so stay tuned listen up because I bet there'll be something in here that you can connect with and relate to because I know I sure did hey sister do you feel stuck do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop maybe All right, my friend. So tell me a little. So we talked a little bit um on your messaging, and <laughs> I see that you are a strong nine, you said. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the Enneagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you had some kind of limiting beliefs going on. So tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about like what you really is kind of top of mind, what you would like to address today, and then see how I can help you moving forward. Okay.
1: Um I guess I've been having a lot of those limiting beliefs, especially the last probably three or four months. Um, Just like I have an online business as well. So just that I'm not good enough. I'm not a leader. um, I'll never be good enough for my friends or um, like from my perspective. It feels like I can't make friends, like almost like I don't know how, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is so weird. Um, but then the enemy really uses that to tell me that I don't have friends because of X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. And it could be anything from I didn't get my laundry done today when I planned on it or um, I left a dish in the sink. Like it can be the smallest things. Um, or like after my car accident, I I had so much guilt over it and um, <clears throat> just I felt like every once in a while, it's like almost like an overwhelming almost like a wave just kind of comes over me and I hear those words of, well, this is all your fault, you don't you don't deserve another car you need to, ride your bike to work and make that work or you know just crazy things um or that I'm not I'll never be good enough to get married because no man would want me because of xyz whatever whatever it is that time um and so it's just things like that that have been a lot more reoccurring
0: lately okay and um so the Cool thing is, is I love that you already know that about yourself with the Enneagram because I use that mainly for obviously I like it because it's, tr- it's awesome to know how we're wired because of how God made us, mm-hmm. but and accept that and love who we are, but then also really have that guidepost of like, okay, so when I'm stressed, I'm going this way. And when mm-hmm. I'm healthy And the first thing I saw when I was researching your number was you go to racing thoughts with worst case scenarios, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, worry. So that tells me that you're going and leaning that way. So then our goal is to kind of back up and really map out how you're feeling. So like when you're thinking these thoughts or like you feel like that wave comes over. Mm -hmm. So how are you feeling and how do you react to that? Do you, would you say it's a physical reaction as well? Yeah. Like my heart will start to
1: race. Um, I do start noticing a lot of anger. And resentment to myself, which I've learned through the Enneagram that that is what is going on because as a nine, we tend to bury that anger. And I, I have for years looking back. Um, so now I'm a lot more aware of, okay, this is what's going on. And so I do, I get angry. I get angry at myself. Um, and then I, I kind of get. I guess I'm just sorry, trying to process this. -hmm. Um, So I guess I kind of get angry at myself for disappointing God by whatever it is that I did or didn't do, um, which I have never thought about, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, so then I start depending on what I'm hearing in my head. Um, sometimes it'll almost like make me shaky, like, oh my gosh, does God love me anymore? Like, how could he love me? Somebody who's such a sinner or, you know, things like that. And so I have to constantly be reminding myself of the truth of what he says and that I am redeemed by Jesus and, um, things like that. But
0: absolutely, sorry, I kind of got off. <laughs> off no, actually, that's perfect because... <laughs> you know, it really helps even in a coaching situation of like where your beliefs are. So as a believer, you know, you have that true identity in Christ and who you are. So we know Mm -hmm. that's at the root. So -hmm. then what we need to do is we just need to do a little reframing. So let's try a little exercise and see, see how this goes. So you have the thought you know, let's just take the the overall arching thought that I heard that, you know, you're not good enough because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, that is the root thought of, well, you're not a leader and you can't make friends and you don't deserve the car and you don't deserve, you know, basically Mm -hmm. the umbrella is I'm not good enough. So Mm -hmm. what we want to do is first question is what are the costs of you holding on to that thought? What's it costing you?
1: Um, Peace for sure um, contentment. It makes me very discontent. Like if I kind of get to where I'm like, okay, well maybe if I go do this or if I could only do this, then maybe it would make up for that. Or maybe it would make me feel better for whatever reason. Um, it makes me very sluggish, like not really tired, but kind of makes me almost lazy and just want to retreat from everybody. So it kind of hinders those relationships. I don't. Sorry, go ahead. Like
0: depleted. You feel depleted.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like completely drained.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I feel like I don't express my opinions as much when I am in that place because my opinion isn't good enough to be said, Mm -hmm. if
0: that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's big deal. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a problem. (laughs) mm -hmm, Absolutely. So we know that's what, what it's costing you. So what would you be or who would you be without that thought?
1: I feel like I would be able to show up more, show up better in all my relationships. Um, Even at my job, I feel like I would be able to show up and be my true self if that thought wasn't holding me
0: back, I think that's probably the big mm-hmm. biggest one. And when you say show up, what does that mean to you?
1: Um, like being myself, being who the Lord has truly created me to be and not who I think I should be or to be good enough for other people or other people's opinions or anything like that. But, just truly showing up as the woman that
0: God has created me to be in his image. That's awesome. So if we take, if we take that, we look at, see, okay, this is what it's costing me and this is who I would be without it. Mm-hmm. What thoughts would you rather have instead? And that's basically a sentence is a thought. Our thoughts come in our minds like sentences. Mm-hmm. And so this process is just going, instead of my sentence being, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good leader. You know, all these things mm-hmm. that's happening, like what would be a new thought that you would rather be having?
1: Um, that Jesus made me good enough that because of his sacrifice, God does forgive me and that everybody else fails, falls short too. It's not just me. Cause sometimes I feel like it's just me and like everybody else is doing so great and they don't have any of these shortcomings but I do and um suggest so um yeah that I am I'm worthy in the eyes of the Lord because of what he's done for me that I am good
0: enough do you absolutely believe that thought
1: I feel like I do believe it I just my I want kind of feel like I might let my feelings overtake what I truly believe. So like, if I don't feel, if I don't feel like he truly does forgive me, then I don't, then those thoughts kind of come in, but I know better. And I'll say that I'm like, I know this isn't true. I know that this is not what your word says, but it's how I feel. Why do I feel this way? And that goes for a lot, of, a lot of different things, I feel like, but I think that's kind of common too, from what I've, you know, heard my friends say and um, yeah, just like just little things like
0: <laughs> I don't even know. So have you ever really heard the process of that our thoughts are literally what controls the feelings and it's not the other way around? Uh uh-uh. Okay. So this was kind of part of the exercise. So what happens is we have, You probably know, you know, this some, somewhat that our thoughts are on repeat, on repeat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these things have probably been saying that to you day after day, year after year. Sometimes we become very numb
1: mm-hmm. to those
0: thoughts are just kind of always there. And so they're ruling our life, which means that's how we take action from it. So Mm -hmm. I think what has really drawn this up for you is kind of like when things are kind of just cruising and we even, even if the thoughts haven't been that great, if we're cruising and life is kind of okay, then they sound a little bit like a hum. But -hmm. then what happens is we have a crisis and then all of a sudden these thoughts get really, really loud Mm -hmm. because... We're in crisis mode, so we're hearing them louder, and because of the, the accident, it's kind of in the forefront, and so you're like, whoa, all this stuff is coming up when it's mm-hmm. been there all along, so the key, the great thing is, is this is the perfect time to retrain your brain to control the thoughts, because okay. they're so obvious. Sometimes, if we're sitting in that, like, humming mode, we don't even catch them, mm-hmm. So what I, what I want you to be open to is the idea that when you train, just like you train at boot camp, my fellow mm-hmm. boot camp lover, <laughs> we know that when we begin to lift weights, it's, t- it's difficult. It can, mm-hmm. we are, you know, our body's resisting, but we don't just go lift one day and then go, oh, yay, I have muscles, right? Yeah. So it's a process. We keep going and we lift heavier and sometimes we, you know, are more challenged and some days are not as challenging. And then eventually our bodies change and our muscles grow. This is the exact same thing with our thoughts. So the reason why I ask about the new thought is because what we're going to do is part of your moving forward to work on this is literally every time those thoughts come up, I want you to keep some sort of journal with you or notes in your phone and just type out what you're hearing Okay. and then right beside it put, but Jesus made me good enough. I'm exactly how he made me. It has to be believable though, too. And that's why I asked you that question, you know, Mm -hmm. in your core, do you believe it?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because we start with a thought which creates our feelings which creates our actions. So you can probably look at your life and go, okay, well, if I've had a thought that, you know, I can't make friends, well, then you don't have the energy or the belief in yourself to maybe carry on long-term conversations. Or there's probably some sort of self-sabotage that comes in because you Mm -hmm. believe that you can't. So why would you possibly, you know, spend more time making the effort? Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So, and then with knowing your, um, with knowing your Enneagram, you can kind of push that in there too is your core desire is that inner stability and peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So when you're, when you're at that place of like instability and anxiety, your whole, you know, your brain and your body's off. So if you can get to a place where you can capture them, you can write down the new truth and then move forward. That's, that is absolutely the first step. Okay. So
1: it makes total
0: sense. Awesome. Now, is that something like with your lifestyle? Like, I'm not sure what your day-to-day is. How do you, how can you take that in the suggestions and make that work for you?
1: Um, my job is pretty routine. Like it's pretty laid back so I can, I'll probably just keep a note on my phone and anytime I have those thoughts, I can just write them down in there. Okay. So, yeah.
0: So I did see though, you got a car today. I
1: did. Yes.
0: Super exciting. Yeah. Paid for, which is even better. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you, since you got that today and you celebrated it, has anything come up about that in your mind?
1: Um, not really. Um, like, so I got it last night and on my way home, I was just like over overwhelmed with thankfulness, Hmm. um, that, that he did provide that for me, even though I didn't feel like I deserved it. Um, It was just another gift from him, you know, showing me that that's not true, that what I'm telling myself isn't true, but I haven't really felt guilty about it or anything like, like I thought I would or
0: like I was telling myself before. Right. So how does that feel? in your body like when you when you say you felt so thankful like tap into what that feels like physically in your body what's going on can you describe it um
1: yeah so when I really feel the Holy Spirit's presence I feel like my heart is going to explode out of my chest like it's a it's like a really slow kind of deep pounding feeling and that's really how it felt um I, I do do one exercise that I don't, I think I heard somewhere on a podcast (laughs) where when you do start to feel like the way I've been feeling and stuff that anytime I feel like that, I start listing off things that I am thankful for that he has provided for me things. I, I mean, I don't deserve any of this. We don't, you know, and just reminding myself of what he's already done for me and just that thankfulness. And so that's kind of how the, how I feel when I do start listing those things off because it's like a reminder of how much I do have to be thankful for that he has given me. And so it was kind of that same feeling, just that heart pounding,
0: like really, really happy. Um, so what if because that actually can mirror the explanation that you gave when you're starting to feel a little anxious that your heart was racing i know it's probably a different a little bit of a different feeling
1: mm-hmm. but i
0: wonder what would it be like if let's just say in the next couple of days you're driving and you begin to have the heart racing and things like that what if you immediately start speaking the same thankful that you did when you were happy. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that would turn any
1: of those negative feelings around for sure. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. Because I'll do I, that. I'll
0: do it. Yeah. Cause I want to hear for sure because really the, truly the physical reaction is super similar. Mm-hmm. The only difference is what you're thinking about before it happens. Yeah. So if Hmm. you could do a little mind trick.
1: Yeah. I've never put that together.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Well, we don't until we learn, right? Yep. (laughs) I mean, sometimes we just, you know, it's just like anything until we learn and try things and understand that, wait a minute, I do have power. I do have Mm -hmm. control over my mind. That was the most liberating thing for me was that I absolutely can control my thoughts in no matter what circumstance. Yeah. And so once you learn the concept, it's like, oh, wow, I can do this in this circumstance. You know, if something even quick, quickly happened or, you know, a crisis at work or whatever. The cool mm-hmm. thing is, is once we really look at it and go, okay, this is truly a circumstance. How am I going to think about it? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to go off the rails and go, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to get laid off because they're talking, you know, I heard the boss is talking about being laid off. You know, am I going to go, oh, it's going to be me and I don't know what I'm going to do and I'm going to panic. And what about my paycheck? Or am I going to mm-hmm. go, oh, huh? Well, I'm sure that my job's secure because I'm great at what I do. Yeah. And that yeah. was all just two different thoughts. So it's really, really cool how we can, once we learn it, we can take it into yep. the rest of our and, lives.
1: And just being aware of it, too, of, like, that you are having those thoughts and that you do have control over your thoughts to make that change. That's, yeah. That's really have cool. you ever
0: felt like you didn't, like, you just kind of felt like you were in reaction mode? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us live that way. Yeah until our eyes are open for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So just to reiterate before I, um, before I, uh, stop recording, I want to hear from you moving forward, what you're going to do, what you're committing to do until we talk again and work on this.
1: Um, I'm going to, when I get off, off of this call with you, I'm going to create a note, that I can put all those thoughts in as they come. Um, I I think it might be beneficial too, to put like scripture directly related to the thoughts that I do have, even if it's as they come up. Um, okay. What I tell myself that scripture, writing it out on a note card and putting them on my mirror or in my car or somewhere where I'm going to see them. So I'm constantly feeding myself with those words rather than letting the negative thoughts take over. Um, and, And just trying to be more aware of when I am having those negative thoughts, even if they are just kind of in that hum stage, like you were saying, trying to really pinpoint what it is that I'm feeling, how I'm responding, why do I feel that way and how can I change that Like, what truth I can speak to myself to change that.
0: Exactly. Writing that truth in a sentence that kind of mm-hmm. cancels it out. Like I, I can visually see like the original thought and then you mm-hmm. got a truth and then you just scratch out the original thought. It's like, yeah, boom, you know, mm-hmm. and then what about if you have a, an experience that feels like it might be anxiety.
1: Um, just
0: like we talked, instead of allowing
1: that anxiety to take over, switching it to thankfulness and and just trying to trick my mind that instead of going into the anxiety, I can be thankful for all of the things I do have, or the car in general, or whatever, whatever it might be. And it could be different depending on what triggers it, too. Um, but I think it would be beneficial, like, say if I was driving and and I get that anxiety, then being grateful for the Lord's protection through the car accident and being thankful for the car that he has given me and being thankful that I have the ability to drive. even Just, like, simple things that we don't usually think of is what I try to really focus on um so maybe doing that doing it that way rather than just a random list of things I'm grateful for but something that I'm grateful for in the same realm of whatever the anxiety is from does that make sense
0: yes that's perfect beautiful because that's going to feel more natural too you're not going to have to like drum up something it's just that's going to just start to come out of you yeah Mm -hmm. awesome okay girlfriend before you go if you found value in this podcast and it helped you please head over to itunes and leave a review every so often i will read reviews and give shout outs to dig deeper join us at set free sisterhood over on facebook